Welcome to episode 24 of the Zone Talk podcast. I'm your host, Jamel. I am back with Rashad, Devon, and Nap. Donovan is not with us today. Uh, he's clearly better than us because he's in Miami <laughs> and will be for the next week. So shout out to that man. I'm sure he's on the beach enjoying drinks right now. As he should. As he should, man. He deserves it. Guy's been working hard. Uh, but how are you guys feeling today? We here to pod. Uh, not too much in NFL NFL this week, but um, you know, there's some things to talk about. But uh, how are you guys feeling? I'm hot. He says he's hot. Oh yeah, it's definitely it is hot. Been, it's hot. It's been hot. It's gonna Past keep being days. hot. Absolutely, man. We're talking about ninety plus. <sighs> yeah, these yeah these dogs can't go outside in that heat. Um, and got to get to the beach. Got to be you know beach bumps. Yeah, so uh, we'll get that going in the summer. Got to hit Six Flags, too. It's always a good attraction. Got to get on the rides, man. Yeah, the rides is Six Flags. Has back up yet? Everything yeah, that, open? It has. Let's go. Has. Yeah, so ah. Six Flags is... Uh, more flags, is more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they had one of the trillest theme songs ever, though. Actually, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Water Country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that's like that's an iconic theme song. But I'm thinking of Water Country now. Oh, Water Country, fun. have some fun. Yeah, we shouting song. y'all out. Yeah, that's a fact, man. Sponsors, sponsor us, man. Honestly, um, but yeah, we're back. Zone Talk podcast. Uh, let's get started. Uh, not too much on NFL this week. Like I said earlier, but uh, the big news that happened this week. Julio Jones was traded, as we all expected, uh, from the Atlanta Falcons to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we didn't all expect that. Uh, but he was Julio Jones and a 2023 six-round pick are going to Tennessee Titans for a 2022 second-round pick and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Wait, First, you said we wasn't expecting that? To the t- um, not everyone. Well, I'm pretty sure I said on the pod, like... I mean... Yeah, you, okay, all right, profit, but nah, <laughs> but not everybody don't, don't in the world. Now. <laughs> it it makes sense, but you know, there were also some other teams that made sense. So, you know, yeah. it it could have gone either way. It wasn't just the Titans that were in the running. Um, but you know, it definitely is a really good fit for them. But how do you guys feel about the trade? Uh, what do you think this does for their team going forward? I definitely like the trade. I mean, I'm happy that Julio's in a different situation where he doesn't even need to be the focal point, but, like, teams are going to have to respect him. And, like, I feel like what's not going to be – it's not going to be too much ass of him, like, in the Titans, like, because they already have the workhorse Derrick Henry. So, he's just a compliment to A.J. Brown and the run game, honestly. Yeah, that team honestly goes kind of as Derrick Henry goes, so – I would like I'd like to think that there's more opportunities throwing the ball this couple upcoming year with, you know, Derrick Henry rushing for two thousand the past season and with AJ Brown on the other side it's gonna be a lot of opportunities for one on ones and for Julio to kinda win his matchup. So I I, th- I expect a big year from him. I like the move. Um I want him to win. I think this is a situation where he could potentially win and win a Super Bowl within the next couple of years, and he, he'll be competing for one. Um, only tough thing is I believe they're in the same division as the Chiefs. No, they're, no. N- they're not. They're, <coughs> the they're, oh, they're, so they're, they're, they're in the same way. conference, yeah. so they, they still got to, you know, they still got the Chiefs, they still got the Bills, 
tough uh tough two teams coming back off a great season so we'll see yeah we'll see what happens it does save uh the falcons some money uh they get a second round pick out of it uh so you know they're thankful to get some future capital uh, out of julio even though they traded him. um now the titans uh prior to the news of the trade they were projected to win a total of 9.5 games according to cbs sports data uh now they're projected to win over 10 games and then their odds at winning a second consecutive AFC South Division title went from 40% to 50%. Uh, so it seems like everyone uh, believes that this has a pretty strong impact on, you know, how far the Titans are going to go this season, how well that offense functions, and um, what it does for that team overall and their ability to compete in the playoffs. Um, so I'm pretty excited about this move. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't think it's going to be as simple um this puts them pretty tight against the cap uh but overall if you're gonna go for it i mean go for it especially with their position they're in i think this puts a little bit of pressure on uh Tannehill as well though to kind of like see where he's at you know he's had a lot of success you know with um aj brown and a little success with uh Corey davis but um i think it like with this we should be expecting a little bit more out of him and out of that team. You know what I mean with this addition. Yeah, I can definitely like see what you're saying, like expecting another step up in Tannehill's game just because like, he has like a, a guy like Julio. Not that A.J. Brown wasn't the guy, but now he has a complement of guys to like throw the ball to. So yeah. if he's not – I mean, not to say he's not going to, but like if he shows that like even if he has these weapons, he doesn't deliver, then it's like, okay, maybe we need to look elsewhere. But – I don't think that that'll be the case. I think Tannehill will step up, and like I think the Titans are going to be like a team that teams are going to have to really think about how they're going to defend them. Because like if you load the box, then you're creating the one on ones, and if you want to leave your corners, like if you have good corners, then it'll be a different type of game. They'll just run the ball, so it's just going to be a, pretty much a chess match, whichever whichever game the Titans are going into. But they have a, a chance to beat anyone, I think. Yeah, uh, offensively, it's a win-win for everybody, including Julio, including A.J. Brown, Tannehill, uh, Derrick Henry. I think um, it's only going to – as much as, you know, they've added to the, the passing game which, uh, with a high-caliber player, um, it even rubs off on the running game. And Derrick Henry, I think it'll only make him even more of a, a threat and that much scarier because, again, Nap had mentioned earlier, I mean, you have another threat outside – um, and then when you stack the box, you have you have two elite receivers um, that are able to to dominate and compete one on one with corners. So um, the Titans are gonna run the ball either way, whether you know whether teams they focus on Julio and AJ Brown or whether you know they they decide to play the box, um, they're gonna run it. Um, so I mean, on that aspect of the of the game, it's just scary because you just kind of have to pick your poison. Um, but what's going to be even scarier is the, is the play-action game, even more scarier than, than it has been. Yeah. Um, and then I just think the way I see it going is that, like the Titans have always done, like, you know, they're going to lull teams to sleep with the run game, like run, 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 10 times a drive, and then out of nowhere, you know, you got the play-action. You got Julio up top, A.J. Brown down low, whatever way you want to, you know, however you want to spice it up. But they have options, and nonetheless, like, Julio, whether he, he stays healthy or not, because that was another uh, speculative topic, um, you know, 
since he, you know, the trade talks came out with his health. Um, and, you know, he doesn't – no one's expecting, and I think it's safe to say, no one's expecting a Hall of Fame season from Julio. I don't think that was the point of them bringing in for him to have that type of season. Yeah. I just think it's another X factor, another superstar, another future Hall of Famer um, you have to account for. Um, but the Titans aren't going to change who they are. It's just another weapon that they have. I mean, if, you know, at least he's not on the Chiefs, at least he's not on, you know, the Bills or whoever, any other AFC team, the, the Titans have him. Um, so, you know, he's a, he's another weapon they have to the arsenal. Um, they're going to be able to do really good things with him, um, such as I mentioned before off the pod, you know, such as third downs. You know, he's going to be huge in that aspect of the game. The red zone, you know, I think they're going to be automatic in the red zone. I mean, I don't see anybody stopping them in the red zone when you have, again, Julio on the outside, Asia Brown on the outside, and then, you know, you're in the inside the five yard line. You got Derrick Henry that can run the ball, so yeah. they can they can do a lot. It's Even with the spooky. with the read option, they like to do the read option with Tannehill. So you're gonna have to like account for so a much. A lot of things, yeah. Like um, defending that's gonna be a, a real. So challenge. his his presence alone is for any team would have been a, a, an upgrade, but um, with the Titans, it's just like you know they just have another. They their offense has gotten even scarier just as far as the presence that Julio brings and you know how much you have to account for him. He's an X factor on the field. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, um, you know, we, uh, in terms of who has pressure on them, I don't necessarily think that the pressure is on Ryan Tannehill. I think that, you know, based on, you know, him being able to work with Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry running the ball over 300 carries a year last year, I think you put Julio in there to upgrade from Corey Davis. You know, yeah, I think you expect him to do a little bit better, but I think more pressure is on the coaching. Uh, the coaching staff, the play calling, you can get more creative now. As a coordinator, as a head coach, you have to be able to utilize Julio and everyone else that you have on that offense to your advantage to be able to capitalize on all these assets, especially because you know Julio's not going to last forever. He's not, he's not, you know, what he looks like next year may not be what he looks like today. So in order to capitalize on that, you have to make sure that you're thinking outside of the box. You're getting creative. Guys like Andy Reid have been able to develop their offense year after year. Kyle Shanahan, year after year. You're making tweaks, making small changes in your offense, and then continuing to develop as defenses adjust. And that's got to be something that Mike Vrabel and that coaching staff, you know, has to be thinking about going into the season uh, because they have to get over the hump. They're a team that's always in the conversation, but they're never the main topic of conversation. They're just the team that's always there. And so, you know, what's it going to take for them to be able to kind of uh, build on that and this could be it but um you know if this doesn't work you know I'm going to be looking at you know Mike Vrabel looking at the coaching staff you know maybe a little differently maybe they're not able to utilize all the talent that they do have on the roster yeah yeah um and again like you know AJ Brown guys like him um a young stud wide out like um individually I think he's going to benefit the most um Ryan Tannehill will also benefit but as far as like in terms of legacy and going forward, A.J. Brown will, you know, definitely, you know, progress as a as a wideout. Um, and he idolizes the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you've seen all the social media about how much he looked up to Julio. Um, we see with Julio, um, I think it's safe to assume that he helped out the development with Calvin Ridley in Atlanta. Um, and Calvin Ridley is, you know, a, a next star wide receiver um, coming up too. Um, I would expect the same for A.J. Brown, um, given the flashes we've seen. Um, and I think it's only up for him um, from an individual standpoint. So um, I think the signing was bigger than just, you know, what Julio's able to do for us statistically. Um, 
again, you have a, a Hall of Fame caliber guy. Um, at this point in his career, he's seen it all. He's done it all. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't have to go out there and you know again prove like you know I can go and catch X amount of touchdowns, get X amount of yards. But um, I think for the simple fact, like I said before, you have to you know factor factor in. Um, it will. It'll give, it will. I think it will get scarier too um, if Julio is able to. Let's say he makes he plays a full season to get into the playoffs. Like that's gonna be valuable. Like for that Tennessee offense because, you know, Julio's already been there. Um, he's a veteran, um, and, you know, those type of guys do wonders for, you know, a young team competing for the championship. So I think, you know, it's, it's greater than just, you know, the Hall of Fame stats that, you know, we should kind of, you know, temper expectations for. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of stuff that, you know, he'll bring to the table won't be shown up entirely on the stat sheet, but, uh, you know, just him being there will just help this team out tremendously, as he would have done with any other team um, had he got traded anywhere else. Yeah, I think um, it, it's going to be exciting to see, uh, you know, what they do going forward. Uh, we actually got tickets uh, to oh, that nice. Patriots-Titans game, uh, so we're going to be there uh, in Hope person. Hope he stays healthy. Um, hopefully he will be, <laughs> still be healthy by that point. Live, <laughs> live recording. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, we'll tailgate. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'd go well. Um, depends how drunk I'd get, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's exciting. The Titans team is definitely a threat. Uh, you know, they filled a lot of holes on offense um, and, and on defense, you know, on paper. Uh, you know, it all has to come together, though. Um, that's what OTAs are for. That's what training camps are for. That's what all of that's for. And speaking of training camp, uh, we found out uh, Aaron Rodgers, he has been skipping uh, Packers mandatory minicamp. Um, and he's been fined almost 600 k for missing workouts so far. Uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, if you saw his interview, um, you know, he seems pretty uh, disheartened. He seems hurt <laughs> by it the situation. Be. It is what <laughs> it is. You know, whether Rodgers comes back or not, like, that's going to be riding, you know, the, the implications for that is going to be, like, tremendous. Yeah. Like, the first thing I thought of was Devontae Adams. He's out of there. He's definitely going to be looking to see where else he can continue to play with a quarterback who is at such a high level. I mean, he's used to playing with Aaron Rodgers. You think he was, I mean, not to knock Jordan Love, but, like, he's not going to have the same chemistry. And if he's building the chemistry, then you might as well do it with somebody who's proven so i feel like if rogers is out Devonte adams is out i mean maybe I, I feel like those guys with the packers i feel like they do you know like stay in there in general they're pretty loyal uh I that mean, people in the packers organization in general uh but with Devonte adams i mean with aaron Rodgers gone if i'm Devonte adams i am thinking about at least it. Think about i'm it. thinking about it for sure it's not so something that's it out creates of the that because there yeah. was no reason for him yeah, to think yeah. about before, that before he was never thinking about it he was probably oh, like yeah. hey man like so y'all saying like what do we mean he's out of there like is he going to request a trade during the season not, not like, immediately but like, i mean no, no, no. like he's thinking about you know when his contract is up you know okay. all right maybe i should go oh, okay. somewhere else yeah. go win a super bowl maybe go link up with rogers somewhere else if he goes somewhere exactly uh, Exactly. So, um, you know, that's something to think about. And, you know, I always think about, you know, what happens to the Packers if Aaron Rodgers, you know, retires or is traded? I would be tight if Aaron Rodgers retires. I mean, assume, retires, let's honestly. assume he, like, retires. Like, <laughs> they go in with Jordan. They got to be all in on Jordan Love. The first what? thing that comes to mind for me is when I think of if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play this year, I think of the Chicago Bears because it's just kind of like, 
you know, with that division, you would have a young, uh, a Hall of Fame guy leaving, and then you have a young, you know, who could we say, like a star, I guess, and Justin Fields potentially coming in. So I think, like, from an organizational standpoint, like, the, like no team would be happier than the Chicago Bears. Um, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, a dream come true as far as, you know, the fresh start with the new quarterback eventually – um, and then Aaron Rodgers leaves, so it's like wow, like we really have a, like a nice window to compete in this division. Um, so true. those types of implications, like then you got the the Detroit Lions who are also rebuilding, so it's like all right, we don't have to. That's just another thing off of our plate. Like we don't have to worry about Aaron Rodgers. Like combine that with our rebuilding process, it makes it that a little bit easier. Yeah, like hey, maybe we can sneak in to yeah. the playoffs in three years. And then and then you have like um, then you have the the Vikings who. You know, they have some studs of their own on offense. Um, I think defensively, they have to get it together. Um, offensively, they don't have really much to prove. Justin Jefferson, um, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, underrated quarterback. Um, he's really good. So, I think, like, you think of the other teams, like, you know, they see this, and I think it kind of, like, gives a little morale boost yeah. um, around, you know, for those teams. So, um, I think a lot is riding on um, for the Packers, whether or not Aaron Rodgers comes back. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – we might be looking at Matt LaFleur a little bit differently in a couple of years if, you know, he has to end up going with Jordan Love, and we don't know what's going to happen there. But maybe Jordan Love is the, you know, next guy waiting in the wings, and he's just next waiting. Patrick at, Mahomes or something. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I mean we, we don't Packers know. The Packers have been doing pretty well for themselves at the quarterback position, so. Yeah, I mean, they've had three in, like, 40 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a pretty good streak uh, in, in regards to that. But – um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. You know, I I wonder what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Um, And if he just wants to come back, I mean, that would just put the Packers back in the conversation for another possible run (laughs) to the (laughs) NFC Championship. (laughs) It's like, if he comes back, you know, all this that we're talking about right now can be put to rest. But until then, it's like Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. Um, So they're back in, you know, contention for a Super Bowl. Um, He's going to try and get one of those before his time is up. Um, they also got to pay him, too. So, Absolutely. Um, but next up, uh, we did find out uh, right before the pod, actually, Juwan James, he was the tackle that was recently released uh, from the Broncos after he was working out off-site. Uh, and so they weren't binded in his contract to uh, give him, you know, a certain amount of money um, as a part of that deal. And so they were able to release him uh, and save some money in cap space. Uh, but now he's filing a grievance against them, seeking $15 million in lost wages. Uh, and the Ravens also signed him and will pay him 500000 to rehab this year. And he'll be under contract for almost $8 million, uh, in 2022. So they're doing a little investing in him. I think they see something maybe the Bron- Broncos uh, weren't able to get out of him. Yeah, uh, but what are you guys thinking about this? Uh, and filing the grievance, that's a, kind of a new one. Yeah, man, I mean. I don't know what it was as far as the money that he's made from from Denver, but, I mean, he wants his money. Um, I think, like, with the contracts, I think for me when I look at it, this situation, um, just how particular these contracts are um, and, you know, kind of what goes into the front aspect of things uh, in the NFL, um, how, again, how particular it is, um, you know, doing things such as if you get hurt, for, for, you know, not while not training at, you know, this team's facility or our, our facility, um, then you lose X amount of dollars. So um, but that's how one, I, one, one thing I think about is like think about how often NFL players are away from their home facility like and they're expected to maintain a 
a level of physical health. Like, yeah. I mean, he. I think he's. I mean, I don't know the details of the situation, but the fact that he was working out, not like jet skiing or yeah, like yeah, that's what you're saying. Mountain climbing or like yeah, doing something like extravagant. Like he's literally working out to like help contribute to your organization. Yeah. Well, I think like that just tells me like. That's you know, like probably teams, the argument that his whoever's filing yeah. the grievance is yeah. gonna make because but it's just like these teams they're gonna like they're gonna try and like save as much money as possible. Yeah, I understand um, it from both yeah, sides. Yeah. Like, but I'd like to see him like get what he deserves because NFL players and owners—I mean, not players, but NFL owners—like they got money. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing. It's like you know, with another team, another player, maybe a, a bigger star, maybe you know, they, they would have just. They, it would have just been all right. This wouldn't have been a story. They would have yeah. just got went through the rehab with him, and yeah. he would have just kept playing for him, and that would have been that. Uh, but because you're a middle of the pack guy, or you're a guy who's on the come up, you're a guy who doesn't get a lot of notoriety. Um, you know, you're someone that you know they think they just cut loose, and you know, without the consequences, they're like, hey, like, <laughs> you know, fuck it <laughs> <That's> <laughs> at this point. And so it's uh, interesting. I'm I'm actually really rooting for him now. Um, I yeah. want him to play well. Uh, I think he's a good addition to Baltimore if he can recover uh, from that injury, just in terms of depth. I mean, uh, you already are pretty solid at the tackle position. And I always talk to Rashad directly when I talk about Baltimore. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm always like... You, like, look him in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I think it is a solid addition to that uh, Raven squad, the little Raven squad he got over there. Couple of the birds, little, the little raven squad, <laughs> the mighty ducks. <laughs> oh man, but um, and with uh, you know, the trades of Julio, uh, with Julio happening, um, you know, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, what are we thinking in terms of uh, how great some of these offenses are? I know NFL offenses have, have gotten really good over the years, uh, and there's some great ones around the league right now, um, but which ones are the most threatening for you guys on paper when you see a team? Um, and just based on the caliber of players they got, maybe uh, based on the scheme they run, things like that. You know, are there any offenses that you think of that give you guys kind of like, if you were a defensive coordinator, you, yeah. you you would be staying up all night. I'm glad you said offenses because I'm definitely like there's a, a more than a few, but uh, honestly, like the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Titans are all teams that like on paper, like it's really like okay, so pick your poison, like. Where do you want to get beat? How are we going to get beat? How are we going to account for the everything else? Who like the every team like those teams that I listed all have guys who are capable of being the guy on any respective team. So, I mean, for example, the Titans like like we were talking about earlier, like scheming for that. Like, all right, so you're going to load the box with Derrick Henry. No, try to stop Derrick Henry. Like, you can load the box. He can still break off an 80 yard run. So not, then it's like, do you even have the players? to compete with this yeah. level of, of a rushing attack? Do you even have the DBs to try to cover this? All right. Like, I mean, honestly, I might say of those top teams I listed, I might have to say the Titans, honestly. You think the Titans? Yeah, go. because, like, if they're healthy and they have all their pieces and they start clicking, see ya. Like, they can compete. That's true. What are you guys thinking, Nap? What are you thinking? You're a receiver in the group. <laughs> like, the most threatening – you know, like I like to think outside the box. So like the obvious ones are the Chiefs, you know, and you see the Bucks and they're in the Super Bowl for a reason. They have the all these fantastic talents or surrounding great quarterbacks. 
but like as far as like threatening like i can think of like as a divisional threat the vikings could be a potential divisional threat offensive threat for like for that nfc i think north uh yeah. nfc north right what mm-hmm. is that yeah where they're playing a bears team who hasn't stated Justin Fields is their starting quarterback, but, you know, we expect him to be their guy. Uh, The Green Bay Packers are going through their Aaron Rodgers struggles, so I think that's a perfect opportunity for uh, offense, a great offense who's been clicking, has a strong run game, has two very uh, capable receivers um, to, you know, kind of flourish and maybe steal that division at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I think in terms of offensive firepower, I mean, the Vikings uh, bring just as much to the table as anyone. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins has always been an underrated quarterback, uh, but he, he plays the position very well. He makes really good throws. Uh, and then we already know what Dalvin Cook in the combination of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen can do. Uh, so, you know, they're definitely one of the top ones myself. Um, now, looking at some other offenses, uh, you know, what about the Browns? You know, where do they rank? I, I know, uh, you know, Baker, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Odell, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper. I like the when I look at the Browns now, I look at them as like kind of like a whole. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just see the Browns on the up as a whole. So like their offense looks great on paper and they do a great job spreading the ball around and those guys all kind of eat. Granted, we haven't seen baker connect with odell so you know we can't i can't fully speculate on that because from what i've seen odell has thrown a touchdown and basically that, that caught us caught a screen for like <laughs> had like a jet sweep or something or, like that yeah, so it's for like, like 60 you, you know what i mean so i haven't really seen him and baker uh collab like that but uh, another one that i i really like is the chargers and um they might not have the names, but they have the gunslinger who's gonna who's gonna yeah. get who's gonna get the guys the ball. So you know, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen is a uh, he's a uh, his he's a, vet. He, he's a vet. His exception, yeah, he's well. a vet. He's a leader, and um, I think like whenever you have a guy like him and a quarterback like uh, Justin Herbert, they're always gonna be you know talked about an improved offensive line. Like in a great, great most of all, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. They um, they they they're doing it right over uh, you know, over there with the Chargers. Justin Herbert surrounded by a lot of talent. They upgraded the O line, uh, and this guy's fearless. Justin Herbert, like when he's on the field, I mean, he's another guy I want to go see play because it just looks like yeah, I remember he like, looks locked in when he's on the field and like he's making his money on every. This throw. is like like his arm strength. Like I remember like watching him when he like first got put in last season. And like he was just like hucking it, like I was like, bro, it looks effortless, and that ball is going mad far, like. Yeah, and they have a new head coach, so yeah. you know, who knows what we could uh, be seeing from the Chargers this year? It could be a quick turnaround for them, seeing that they lost a lot of games by you know ten or less points last year. Yeah, I definitely was, uh, a team to watch. I was um. So we talked about the Chiefs. Um, that's definitely a team that you know for me most threatening. Um, Every team in the NFL, every defensive coordinator does not want to play them. Um, like, their weapons, too, like, combine that with the way, like, their play calling. Like, um, yeah. Eric Bieniemy, the way he dials up 
the plays and like they're like so creative you know you have like the jet motion and then like you know motion and then like a flea flicker somehow gets to travis kelsey in the goal line somehow like just crazy stuff like you know the creativity that they have um um and then like they have that a fresh you know fresh troops of offensive linemen coming in um with such as Orlando brown uh joe tooney other guys on the offensive line so i mean they're obviously gonna be contending for a super bowl again um and i think they have the best offense um then I was also looking at the Cardinals too, like how how like they continued like the entire offseason to like add weapons such as AJ Green, um, combine that with DeAndre Hopkins, like their receiving cores is among the most versatile in the NFL. Um, Rondell Moore, um, and then that offense like the way they just drafted him, right? Yeah, from yeah, Purdue, I believe. Yeah, um, he's, he's so a like shifty receiver, small guy. Yeah, so yeah, Kingsbury, Clink. Kingsbury, right? Yep. Kingsbury, he's he's all in on Kyler. Even last year, like you see, you know how he wants that offense to go through him. Um, I think they're fun to watch. And you know, last year, had we not seen Kyler get hurt um, that game against the Seahawks, um, the sky was the limit for him. Um, disappointingly, they didn't um, make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, that was a disappointment to me was, too. It was, it was disappointing. Um, and then, as far as like. For them offensively, I think with the way they improve their defense, um, and Chandler Jones coming back, um, yep. I think that defense will provide more opportunities for them um, for the offense. So therefore, I think they'll be putting up more points. Um, and also, I think if they clean up the penalties, because I believe they did lead the league in penalties, that, that's something you can fix. Um, so I think add that to an offense, um, it can be scary. Um, there's just so many like this is fun just looking at all these teams because it's just like how many yeah. like you know the, there's so the many guys that can go off yeah, yeah like it's I just was gonna say what what like we were we started off with most threatening but like yeah. I I just like looking I was looking at that Bengals team and I'm like yeah like, it looks kind of crazy the young you know, boys like, yeah they got some young like boys. the way we saw Joe Burrow slinging yeah. it just as much as you know yeah, Justin yeah. Herbert was yeah like. I'd love to see what they're going to do. You know, like, granted, they're in a very, very tough tough, tough situation yeah. as far as divisionally, but, like, they're going to be, fun they're gonna be a like, team that's going to put up some points and make that's teams a That's compete. a team you want to see play from behind. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? That's like, a fantasy <laughs> goldmine <laughs> like, right here. Yeah, this, yeah. This, yeah, like, I want to see Joe Bengals Burrow team. average 60 <laughs> pass attempts per game. Like, no bull. Um, that's what's going to happen until uh, the wheels fall off <laughs> if they ever do. Knock yeah. on wood. Um, but with that being said, that is uh, one of the low-key scary offenses on the uh, on the field. I mean, I, only thing that's not scary is their old line. I hate, I problem. hate that you put the Saints up there. Oh, Tamus, Tamus Will. That's Tamis a question mark. <laughs> yeah, it is a question mark. Tamus Will, <laughs> Taysom Hill. I mean, they have <laughs> Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, two top five guys at their positions. Is Michael Thomas top five at his position? Bro, come on! Yes. It's crazy, bro, because he's only one year removed. From That's being what I'm the saying, best. bro. <laughs> like, bro, like if I pull up his stats now, you think like if you did, if I covered the name, you would think it was like a Jerry Rice career. If you look at Michael <laughs> Thomas' stats, bro, like, like this dude, like the year before he got hurt, bro, he put up like fifteen hundred, like hundred some receptions. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting because I did see. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Like, um, when Taysom Hill and Michael Thomas were on the field together. 
um, when Michael Thomas was healthy. And, and, well, when he was on the field because he was never healthy last year. That's what I'm saying. So um, he, he went from Drew Brees to Taysom Hill. So yeah, like, but but he still kept playing well. Yeah, that was the no, thing. But listen to this. I actually found this out recently. Um, just give me one sec. Like when um, when Taysom Hill was the quarterback and when Michael Thomas was on the field. So the numbers were so as Taysom Hill in the four games that he played as starting QB. Michael Thomas's numbers were in the four games. So one game, nine receptions, 104 yards, zero touchdowns. Next game, four receptions, 50 yards, um, zero touchdowns. Uh, nine, next game, nine receptions, 105 yards, zero touchdowns. And then the fourth game, um, eight receptions, 84 yards. Um, granted, that's a small sample size, but, like, if, let's say, I mean. Who are they playing against? It was the end I know. of the year, right? I mean, even with that being the case, I'm pretty sure in each one of those games, he had at least like 10 targets. Um, yeah. And with that being said, the volume has always been there for Michael Thomas. Yeah. Exactly. And when the volume is there, I mean, so he, I, he capitalizes. I think I think like people are forgetting about like what Michael Thomas did like prior to last year. And I, I get it. Like, you know, the, quarter, the quarterback situation um, is kind of, you know, a question mark behind that. But like, I think – the Saints have one of the best um, systems and one of the most reliable coaches um, all around. They have a great organization, I would say, um, from the top to bottom. So I think, like, whoever's quarterback, um, I think that, you know, they'll put him in the best position to succeed because Sean Payton is the is the coach. He's been that coach for as long as we can remember. Um, but Drew Brees is not there, so. I don't agree with top five talent. I, I, I don't agree with top five. What, Mike Thomas, top five? When we – like, we we base top five off of what we arguably see top five uh, receiver. Are we talking about Michael what Thomas? We, what we've seen yeah. in the past year, or like what we've seen career wise, and like there's guys who career wise. Have I'm not even. I don't even mean career. I mean past, just in the past year had there's five better receivers too. So. Well, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about this past season, then Michael Thomas is not up there. But like, all like. Statistically, right, so I think we can answer this question by like, who would you take then if you were an NFL team moving forward from this point on, Michael Thomas or AJ Brown? Michael Thomas, like, he has a he has a, a greater body of work to prove that right. he can he can yeah, be. Yeah. So I mean, it's early. The like, concern, it's the only the only. I feel like the only thing that excludes him from this conversation is just like seeing him bounce back from. The but I'm saying, yeah. no, it's not even that for me. It's he's played with a top five, like a top seven quarterback ever. And they've been and calling it, this guy noodle arm for three years. Mm-hmm. Like they've said he can't throw the ball. And he last year, towards oh the end of the season, gosh, he showed he man. cannot throw the ball. So 2019, yeah, but what I'm saying is his body of work was with a Hall of Fame quarterback. It wasn't with Taysom Hill, who. I mean, like, that's not that, that, but, that doesn't just I don't think that discredit. You can't discredit. I'm not discrediting him because for that. I'm saying because I'm saying I'm saying like now we're going to see what type of rece- now we're going to see like what it is. If you if you can really play with other guys or if yeah. it's just a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some credence to it. We could say Drew Brees, you know, obviously made him better. Um, but, you know, yeah, this is going to be an opportunity to see if that's something he can maintain outside of that. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of receivers that I think benefit from having a great quarterback. 
And so, I mean, it's hard to discredit him. Yeah, I mean, I'm all in. For it. I'm all in on a guy like Michael Thomas um, because uh, it's like, you know, he didn't choose to, to as far as the team that drafted him. Like he went to, oh yeah, it no, worked absolutely. out for him, and like he capitalized on those opportunities when, you know. The ball was thrown his way. Uh, the ball was thrown to him in the end zone. He caught the balls that were thrown to him. Um, but, I mean, 2019, bro, prior to this past season, like 149 receptions, 1,725 yards, nine touchdowns. Like, <laughs> he's only a year removed, like, you know, from, you know cause, because of injury. Um, and, like, I think – as far as who's playing quarterback, we've seen that, you know, in the four games, again, small sample size with Taysom Hill, he was still able to, to have, you know, a solid output in terms of input as far as uh, production. Um, and I think if Jameis ends up being quarterback, y'all know how I feel about Jameis, but I think, um, you know, as far as the wide receiver and, um, you know, quarterback, you know, what what Jameis was able to do as far as the way he played, you know, the way he threw the ball in Tampa Bay – I think, you know, we'll see those numbers coming from Michael Thomas. You know, I'm not saying Jameis will be the best quarterback, but as far as, like, style of quarterback play, Jameis, we know he's not afraid to, like... But, yeah, Jameis is part of the reason Mike Evans was so great early yeah, on, too. I so, mean, Mike Evans is his own, obviously, so receiver, think, but Jameis like, doing that was a big know, help, too. If if Jameis ends up being the quarterback, I, I, I don't see any... Um, as far as individually, I don't see any drop-off from Michael Thomas Michael Thomas as a, as a wide receiver. I think he's legit... Um, and I just think he needs to stay healthy to to remind people again, like you know, like who he is. Like, yeah. like I think I think Michael Thomas is like when you think of like alpha. I would put him in that in that category. Like no matter where he goes, and he's the receiver on that team. He's like, the top tier receiver. He's considered like the guy, like because he has it all. Like he has a little bit of everything. Um, but can what we, about these other teams? Who do we? What, what made you? What made you? What made you put the Bears on on there? Um. Right. The fact that they've always had a trash quarterback and now yeah. that they're having like, a, <laughs> like, a, like okay. honestly, I, don't know. I just with think, some pedigree, like actually yeah. throw like think, thrown uh, into the mix. Yeah, the potential of Justin Fields could be like a spark plug effect on yeah, that yeah. offense. Talked about that, yep. And so it's just like he could just ignite everything. David Montgomery played really well last year. He's like one of the better running backs um, going into the season just based on how he played last year. Uh, Allen Robinson, we already know what he can do. I like Daryl Mooney, um, the young receiver they got. But uh, overall, I think if Justin Fields uh, is as electric as I can imagine him to be in this offense, um, this would be a pretty intimidating one to watch. Yeah, we also didn't. That'd be fun to watch. I, I can't we, wait to see St- uh, Stafford though. Yeah, uh, that's another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that, like, like, get, like talk about pressure. Like the amount that they gave up to get him too. Like. They yeah, don't have they, a they don't have a first I forgot round pick. they gave up a lot. Oh, they sent the house on him. So it's like it's it's Super Bowl or bust for them. Like Yeah. Like they got a good It's crazy. Like, it's a, it's I, an improvement. I, I see them up there, but like I just think that that's just an improvement for them. Like I don't see like the Rams they're a good offense. Like Sean McVay, like he knows what he's doing on offense, but like I just feel like they're not really there even with the addition of Stafford, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope I, I, I think Stafford, I mean, I think Jared Goff just limited they won them. won their division last year. Um, yeah. Like, you I also just got to think about it, bro. Like, 
McVeigh was he was like making it work. Like you know, he was working what he got. Like with with Goff back there. I definitely think the Rams like are gonna compete. But Bro, they put up three points in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean Stafford. <laughs> if they had Stafford, there's no way the Patriots would have been able to win that. Super that was a Bowl. boring Super Bowl. Like, you know, what I, like Stafford would have gotten them some points. I see what you're saying. Yes. You know what I mean? He definitely adds another factor to their offense, so they definitely have improved. He's but. He's got, like, that star power to him. Like, you know what I mean? Just, oh, yeah. like, that kind of it factor type oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, they also, what, Cam Akers, he's, like, an ascending RB. He has, like, some some hype surrounding him, too. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Robert Woods and Cooper, uh, Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah, one of the better Wasn't duos Cooper in the Cup league. Hurt? Cooper Cup was hurt most this year, right? This past uh, season? I, I think he got hurt a bit. I can't remember how much. Yeah. But. No, well, I, I just don't remember seeing. I, I remember Robert Woods was killing this year. but Like, the Rams, when I think of the Rams, like, I would put them in the realm of, like, we were talking about, like, complete teams. Like, put them in the same category as, like, the, the Browns. As far yeah. as, like, completeness, like, yeah. team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the Browns have a great team. Like, they may not have, like, the best quarterback, but, you know, what the coaches do for their quarterbacks, it's like, it makes them a great team, like offensive line. Like, and I yeah. like that. I like that you say that too, because what I see in the Rams, is like, okay, if there's a week where Matt Stafford's having a bad week and everybody's off on the offense, it could be the week that Aaron Donald has exactly. five sacks or Jalen Ramsey yeah. has two exactly. picks. So it's like it doesn't matter, yeah. but it's like absolutely like they it's have like they, they click, have they have like, the pieces <laughs> they have the pieces on both sides of the ball to kind of make up for whatever yeah. mistakes the other side makes. Yeah, I think the good thing for them is, like, one guy doesn't stand before all in that offense. You know, one guy goes down, it doesn't, you know, I mean, not even just the offense in that team. I mean, um, just in terms of how they function uh, overall. Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, it, it, it would change a lot. Uh, it would change a lot. Come on, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know come, if come on. That, that's your man. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, man, bro. I'm looking at you, bro. Like, like word. Like, you be you be bro. going to like <laughs> hell and high water. Word. Post, and now it's <laughs> just, like, oh, oh, no, they still got Ramsey. <laughs> like, but now, like, yeah. And if Stafford goes down for them, God forbid. Like, yeah, where right. that, where does that offense. leave them? Sean, I mean, Sean McVay will get well, creative. Well, I mean, any quarterback the, any goes quarterback down. quarterback goes down. It's like, over. Yeah, we yeah. just talking about true. a D tackle. Like, That's true. D yeah. tackles, usually you could throw in another guy, but you can't throw in no other yeah, Aaron there's, Donald. There's not, another, there's not another Aaron Donald. That, that's in, a yeah. fact. That's a fact. No, I got to put some more respect on my guy's name. Uh, shout out you. <laughs> um, Seahawks. No, yeah, no one mentioned the Seahawks. I don't want to talk about the Seahawks. I'm done talking about the Seahawks. <laughs> like, yo, they're gonna do. They're gonna put up. They just gotta, gonna, Russ is gonna throw for like somewhere between three and four thousand, yeah. maybe thirty touchdowns, and they're gonna lose in the first or second round. Next team. It <laughs> just depends on that offensive line, man. That sounds about right. He's been getting pressured his entire career. Uh, it was DK's third year. Third in. year, three. Year three for DK. Tyler Lockett still in there, low key. And, Towards the end of his prime, I would say. How old is he? I don't know. Nah, he's like 29, I think. 30. He? he might be, he might like be 30. 30. Nah, he can't be that old, is he? I was yeah. thinking like 28. Oh, he's 28. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, he's. Oh, yeah, they got. Oh, he's spry. That's what, no, but I, but that that's what I'm saying. I'm like that. That's like kind of like the getting towards like the end of your prime because receivers usually come in young at like 20, 22, maybe 23. So that's five well, years in. I mean, he's like. Right where, like, you know what I mean? Guys don't play more than 10 years in the league. Like, not most guys. <laughs> you got to be, like, an exceptional talent to be playing 10-plus years. You got to be an exceptional talent to play more than three years. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll but I'm saying that. like the guys that we see like on that level. Yeah, yeah. When you're like fantasy relevant. Yeah. <laughs> when you're fantasy <laughs> relevant. <laughs> Doug Baldwin. That's how, that's how you know you made it, man. The Doug Baldwin days. Word, right? They got some uh, defensively. Are they like one of the worst defenses? They have some defensive troubles over there. Their yeah. secondary is really bad. They don't get a lot of pressure. And they lost Shaq Griffin. So. Yeah. Like I, 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 like their secondary looks good on paper, but they just don't play well. They're terrible. Bah, They're terrible. You're terrible, son. Get off um, of me. And they still got Bobby mentioned- and KJ, which is like. I know they're getting a little old. KJ, like, KJ got to be like thirty-five. <laughs> but they still like they still are like seventy-plus tackles a season. Oh, he's, 30, guys. No, he's thirty-one. All right. Like, what about Bobby? Bobby is Bobby. It don't matter. Yeah, it don't even matter what age. Bobby. Don't, I don't care how old Bobby his is. Highlight tape on this past. And he's thirty. Bobby is the type to hurt you <laughs> and then bring you back in the game and hurt why, you. Why don't we talk about the the reigning champs? Hmm. What the Bucks? I mean, I mean, we yeah. mentioned them. Ain't much to say. All right, so I'm like, returning bro, so the like, whole team. So, all right, so so <laughs> since since we haven't talked about the Bucks, who's gonna be who's gonna have the most catches on the Bucks? Who's gonna have the most receiving yards on the Bucks? And who's gonna have the most touchdowns? Sheesh. Well, touchdowns, what I was getting to, Mike Evans. What I was getting to is that with AB, y'all know he's my favorite player, but mm-hmm. um, like with him, he's gonna have a full off season. Like he came in what like AB's better than Mike. Uh, uh, Mike Thomas to me. Is that AB? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he was one of the guys. Bro, AB's like if y'all had me name five, I was gonna. He was gonna. AB's like five ten, like gonna, doing what he's doing. Go to. But, I was um, go to the like Delance. with him, like <laughs> it's only it's only gonna be up for them because like AB has a full off season and like he's gonna know the playbook a lot better. Like he's gonna carry the momentum he had with them into this off season into the regular season, so he'll have a full slate of fresh slate for him. So that that's only gonna help them. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady. There's not much to say about that. Um, he even said like, you know, we didn't even like reach our peak yet. And this is after he won the Super Bowl. So I mean, coming from him, like, you kind of just kind of have to believe what he says. Bro, <laughs> so, like, they, they didn't just like just like Cam didn't have an off season. The Bucks ain't have an off season with a brand new quarterback either. They're kind of just like thrown into the fire too. Yeah, so. so now it's like the Bucks. Um, but, but you said you were saying who do we as far as who's gonna have the most season? catches, who's gonna have the most touchdowns, who's gonna have the most receiving yards? I'll say for touchdowns, I think it's easy for me to say like Mike Evans because of the his his game is is predicated upon like the big threat. So I think like red zone wise, mm-hmm. like Tom Brady's gonna look to him, and I think he was Brady's most targeted receiver too. Um, Evans was yeah. He had seventy so. catches and Chris Godwin had sixty six. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure Mike Evans led the and, team. And Godwin was out game like he was he, out too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I think like yards, I I mean again skill set. Mike Evans is not like a yards after catch guy. He's like mad. You look. You ever seen Mike Evans run the ball? It's just like yeah. mad big. So like, <laughs> it looks like, mad big. He'll stiff arm you, but like he ain't about to run away from like a, a D back. But I mean, he still he still eat, you know that like throw it up, he gonna catch it. Yeah. But um, like Chris Godwin, they the way they scheme it up for him, like underneath, like you get the yards. Um, I would place my bet on him, and then it's like A B, like it's just like kind of like another, like I guess like Julio, like add Julio to the Titans, like you know it's another guy you have to account for. 
Um, and Mike Evans and Godwin have been in that offense for their entire career. So with AB, he's at disadvantage as far as that. And we know, like, AB's talented, but he's just, like, the system is, I wouldn't say is against him, but the two other guys are, I, I would say they're favored. Um, but, I mean, AB's AB. He's only, again, he's going to be the another X factor. Um, and then Gronk's not up there, I don't think. Oh, he's up there. All yeah. right. So they got, I mean, they got, yep. like, Three Hall of Famers in that future Hall of Famers in that offense. You did least. all that and then answer the question. But Jamel, who gonna have the most catches? Who gonna have the most <laughs> touchdowns? Who gonna have the most receiving yards? So catches, touchdowns, and receiving yards. All of that is going to Mike Evans. If y'all thought it was gonna go to anybody else, what well, uh, yards? What you think? Receiving Jamal. yards. I think honestly, I think AB can compete for that. Yeah. Like. If okay. he's, they gotta if, unleash him though. Yeah, That's the like thing. I, I'm yeah. expecting. They like, gotta like let him Cause go. like they made sure that he came back. Like even though he he wasn't like yeah. seemed to be prioritized. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they were made sure he returned. And then in the Super Bowl, we saw what we saw from him. Like we know what he's capable of. He's still capable of it. So I mean, if he has that season, I think he can get lead the team in receiving yards, catches. I would say Mike Evans. Touchdowns is a toss up because if AB has the season that that you expect he, him like to, if he's yeah. leading in receiving yards, then he might as well have them touchdowns. So so here's what I think it's gonna be. I think it will be that Godwin will have the most catches. Interesting. Evans will have the most yards, and AB will have the most touchdowns because now. AB is like the guy that has the big playability, but he's also your he's also your most reliable hands in the red zone. I think on the like you, Mike Evans is your biggest red zone target in one on one situation. But like in a, any type of thing, you throw AB in there, whatever route you need yeah. from him. You could throw him in the you slot. Can, you could throw you, him. You can put outside. him anywhere. Yeah. So, zig. so, so I think like and Brady. Brady's a methodical guy. His yeah. drives are long. He's gonna take you yeah, all yeah. the way down to the ten yard line and then score. So, like, I think those are gonna be a lot of opportunities for like AB to get short touchdowns, like he did in the Super Bowl and like he did in the. I think he had what five touchdowns in his last season or something like that. Yeah. Something like uh, something like that. Let's check. He played but, uh, very well. I also I, think I mean, that um, I I just really I. I think that they've only like like somebody said earlier they've only scratched the surface of what Tom Brady and Antonio Brown can be. Four touchdowns, yeah. And yeah. I think he had I think he had a rushing one. That's why I said that. Yeah, and I think uh, you take away some of Scotty touchdowns, give him the AB after a year in the system. Scotty, uh, Scotty's you know. gonna get the rock still. I don't know what you talking. They don't. I said take some it away. of them. He gonna get a couple, but I think you give a couple of them to to AB because yeah. I think you you're not gonna deny AB to take that like number three receiver role. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, so it's like AB a- is number two. Yo, AB AB might be. Quick question: Do the do could be. Three. Does Tom Brady do the Bucks make another appearance to the Super Bowl? Yes or no. Right now, yes or no? Right now, yes. NFC is pretty weak right, right now. Right now, the NFC is not is not what I'm worried about. The AFC yeah. has the Bills, the Titans, the Chiefs. AFC got all the quarterbacks you got to worry about. Yeah. NFC, I mean, what the Cowboys, <laughs> Dak Prescott. <laughs> um, don't, don't laugh like that. We got Cowboys listeners, right? No, that's right. <laughs> we got Cowboys. I mean, yeah, you just not. But we still with laugh them. at it, y'all. I think, I think <laughs> yeah. the Bucks play the Cowboys week one. Actually, yeah. we'll see that early. Um. 
And then we'll see that late. <laughs> and then we'll see the difference in the two Tom yeah. Brady's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's going to be that. But um, that's another episode of the Zone Talk podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode uh, on our Twitter, IG, and Facebook. Follow us at Zone Talk Podcast. Uh, peace out. We will catch you guys next week. Zone Talk, Zone Talk, Zone, zone, zone Talk. Zone talk. I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl All I need is any with a little bit of dope Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro We can do it faster, we can do it slow Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door I know what your spot's like, I've been there before, yeah. I left my main hoe, now my side my main hoe Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's how to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Hey. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. still my bike crib from north up to prosper. Be killed, these niggas bite me hard. I feel like hope. They feel the nigga flex too hard. They care about hoes for real. Yeah. Top speed, O D, low key on me. Top speed, O D, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only trying to blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dash just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed.